Eat up with tax, don't know what to do The Bryson's are here for you We know every tip and trick A serious tax talk with a Louisiana twist Hello and welcome back to another installment of Talkin' Tax. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. We appreciate you being with us for today's episode. Look, we've got the stars of our show, Mr. Kerry Bryson, Miss Angie Bryson of the Bryson Law Firm. They'll be joining us momentarily. But, but look, we want to thank you again for finding your way back to the show. You know what we do here on the show. It's Tax Talk with a Louisiana Twist. And today we've got a great topic lined up for you today. You know... It, we all think it's so easy or it's so obvious to stay current with our, you know, our filings as well as our payments to the IRS on a, you know, maybe it's a monthly, maybe it's a yearly basis, however you or your business take care of that. But there can be some consequences that add up on the backside of it if you're not staying current. And, but luckily you have some options when it comes to this. And luckily we've got Carrie and Angie to shed some light on this for us today. So let's go ahead and bring them on and get the conversation rolling. Carrie and Angie, how are you doing this morning? Good to see you. Great. Thanks. Good to see you. Well, doing well. Yeah, yeah. Well, great to have you guys back on. Looking forward to today's episode. And so the topic of today's episode is really compliance issues, and that is what our viewers, what you, our audience, needs to know about the importance behind being current on your filings and your payments when working towards a resolution with the IRS. So, you know, as I mentioned there at the top, guys, you know, it, this is this seems obvious, right? But some circumstances can fall upon people to that can, you know, inhibit their ability to stay current. So let's... Could I have you start really just by giving me a high level overview on why it's truly important to just be current with your filings and payments and to not honestly slip behind? Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, being everyone, I, I'm, I say generally everyone knows that they have to file a tax return every year if, they, if there's enough uh, income earned in that particular year. Um, and the IRS expects you to, to file. Um, you have the obligation to file. They put the uh, the onus on the taxpayer to, to file a return. And, um, I mean, it's just it's general course of business, universal. I mean, if you earn income, you've, you've got to file a return. And um, it's a self-reporting system. So um, every every income source you have needs to go on that return. And I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll add, to, you know, from our perspective, from the resolution world. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, from our perspective, you, it's out the box. If you're not current and compliant, you're not getting a deal. You're not resolving your case. The first question, when we call the IRS, the first thing they're looking at, are they current or are they compliant? If they're not current, okay, and current means, you know, the current year taxes being paid. Okay, compliant in the IRS world means they filed all their tax returns. There's a look-back period, depending on the type of return we're talking about. But for the general 1040 tax return, let's say the look-back period is six years. So they're going to look back and see if they filed for the immediate last six years. And if they are, they're considered compliant, meaning I could then go to the next step of resolution. But if, if they're not current and compliant, that's a problem because you're not going to get a deal. You can't get an installment agreement. You can't, do, you can't do the things that we can do unless they're current and compliant. So you know, anybody coming to our office, they all uh, from day one are going to hear, got to get current and compliant. We got to make the tax problem an old problem. I can mm -hmm. fix it, but I can't fix ongoing problems. 
Right. And that leads me to my next question, guys. What are honestly the, you know, the downsides? What are all the different variables that come into play when you start being late and you're not current and compliant? What does that look like for those that fall into that realm? The biggest one is uh, you expose yourself to criminal potential criminal prosecution. I mean, um, it's one year uh, for every unfiled tax period, uh, every unfiled year. So uh, that's the biggest risk. And as lawyers, we we tell every single client that that is a risk. You know, practically speaking, the IRS is not probably going to chase, and from experience, not going to chase everybody down to to put them in jail for for tax, unfiled tax returns, although it is a risk. Um, so, th- I mean, the biggest thing is you generate penalties and interest uh, accruals. So failure to file penalties um, if you file late, and then if you have a payment that's due, it's late late payment penalties if you don't pay when you actually file the return. I mean, those are the biggest the biggest yeah. risks as far as I, you know. And they, and they both they both can be assessed simultaneously at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah for so sure. So it can get out of hand quick. And it's often, I mean, it's very often that usually by the time some of the clients get to us, their penalties and their interest are as much as their original tax liability. So it's oh, almost, wow. yeah, you know, because the, yeah, the IRS is not a good creditor. No. You do not want to use <laughs> super creditor. creditor much right? much better ways yeah. <laughs> to do that than use the IRS. And, and people do that. They'll think, oh, I'm just going to not pay. I'll, you know, they won't collect now. But man, when they go to pay the penalty, you know, the penalties and interest have accumulated so much. Yeah. That it's a problem. Yeah, and that was actually going to be my next question was, what does it look like in terms of uh, are they able to stack up? And it sounds like, yes, they certainly can. You know, is there an example of, of a situation maybe that you guys had handled where some it's stacked up, maybe even beyond what you had just mentioned, Carrie, to the point where, um, you know, it was even more so than their initial tax liability? Anything like that? Uh, no, because they do cap. So it can okay. never probably work. But right. they each cap, so, so it's not... But the interest in the penalty, it's usually, um, by the time we're resolving a case, it's usually a good 50%, 60% of the original tax liability you know, has, has increased that much just due to the interest of penalties. Sure. I think that, you know, what people don't factor in, I think most people know that, they're gonna, that there are penalties out there and interest. Um, the compounding effect is the interest on the penalties. So you're paying interest on the tax bill and then interest on the penalties that accrue. So it's, it's just this constant down spiral of, of um, you know, penal, penalty over penalty on interest on interest. Yeah. It's it's compounding and, effect. And I'll, I'll, I'll just to think to answer your question about an example. I mean, there's a lot of examples. Of this. Every, Every case, case basically. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what people I'll tell you a little trick that I think is sneak is very sneaky that the IRS does and people are amazed that they do this. And we see it in almost every case, uh, in, in a payroll case. But the IRS, uh, so when a taxpayer usually has a problem, let's say they miss, they, they, they miss a payment, they they get a little bit of money, so they just want to send in money. Well, they think they're sending in you know money to, to a certain tax liability, but they don't mark it. So when they, don't, when they do that, the IRS will take the money, okay, and apply it to a, a different tax period than what they're intending, because they're going to apply it in the best way for the IRS. Sure. Meaning, sure. because the penalties, when you first start out, out the box, if what you missed a payment, it's a high, it goes 50%, then it drops and it drops, and, and the penalty gets lower to where it's down to 5% after a certain period of time. So when you make the when you make that payment, the IRS will pay that, oh, to create a new 15% penalty on the current, and you think you're paying this. So you've got to be careful how it's applied. It, it's very sneaky. Uh, uh-huh. and, 
something that, it's something that, that we see and it's easy for us to catch. And and once you once you, for lack of a better word, call the IRS out on it, they oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll fix that. But you got us. <laughs> to do that, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got us, yeah. Sure. But no one has to do that. And and the level of proof required to show that is you gotta it's a long spreadsheet that you gotta show this because it's you know, and especially payroll tax, because the payments are so often, you got to show this payment, this payment. So it's a very tedious process, uh-huh. but something uh-huh. worth doing because you end up saving a client, you know, a lot of money. Potentially, yes. Of yes. I mean, quarters they are. So it's just things like that happen. I mean, that's every day for us. So. Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, in order to prove that to the IRS, because that's something we've kind of talked about in past episodes is just the importance of keeping your ducks in a row when it comes to documentation and just making sure you've got records of everything. So that way, when when push comes to shove and you step into the ring, you've got the ability to fight with authority. Um, Now, that being said, you know, in terms of the word fighting, uh, you know, when it comes to some of your clients or just anyone really that is faced with this kind of circumstance where where those penalties are stacking up. It's starting to look bad. Is it tough for most people without help to be able to get out from under that, given especially, Carrie, the situation you just mentioned where the IRS is trying to kind of play the game a little bit? Um, You know, is it tough for somebody to do it on their own? And uh, do you see instances where people are able to do it on their own or do they really need to have somebody step in the ring for them like the Brysons? I mean, what I find when people try to do it themselves is that they they lack the necessary proof. It, it, it's a burden of proof issue, really. Um, there there are uh, you know, one of the main reasons you can get a penalty abated abated is to have reasonable cause. But you have to prove that you had a reasonable cause. And a lot of people just don't understand what it takes to present to the IRS to substantiate a reasonable cause claim. They'll just write a letter saying I was sick in the hospital for 15 days without having you know without having the necessary medical records to prove they were in the hospital for the 15 days. So it's things like that that we find all the time. Um, so it is, penalties are available. You know, interest is not now. Interest is a whole different thing. I mean, we've been doing this a long time and I've never had interest abated. Mm. Uh, the only way to get interest abated is to prove the IRS did something wrong to cause the delay uh, to increase the amount of interest. Very hard to do. Uh, I don't recommend trying it usually. <laughs> work. So, uh, but penalties, they, we do get those abated, but sure. you know, they take a long time. You have to have a lot of patience and a lot of stamina because it's going to take a long time and you got to have the necessary proof. Well, guys, I was doing a little homework this morning, uh, before connecting with you guys, just looking through the website. And I saw between 2016 and 2020, your company has abated over $58 million worth uh, of cash for, for your clients. So clearly you guys live and breathe this stuff. You've, you've been successful in this regard to working through penalty abatements. Walk me through what this process would look like uh, for, for somebody that, you know, came to see you guys, you know, maybe it's their first time walking through the front door. Uh, they're having the conversation with you. Walk me through what this process looks like and how you guys go about handling their situation and going through penalty abatements. The process is pretty, pretty cut and dry. It's just really what Carrie said, a persistence and proof. So those are the two, two big things. Um, so you, you basically request abatement of the penalties. Um, and then it, I would say over 90% of the time they get our first request gets denied. It's sort of a rubber stamp. Um, and that's why persistence is key. Mm-hmm. From that you have appeal rights and we will perfect the appeal for our clients within, you have a time, there's a deadline. So you have to do this timely. Um, and if you don't, you're kind of, you're, you're 
it's basically a dead, a dead, it's a moot point after that. Mm-hmm. So um, we can, we file the appeal that takes typically the whole process. Any, any, to get to that point takes about maybe 18 months or so. It's longer now because the IRS is so backlogged. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets assigned to an appeals officer and you have a, a hearing essentially. Um, and you've got to plead your case uh, with all of your documents and proof. And uh, typically, you know, we, we get pretty good results on appeal. I, I would say 60 to 70 percent of the time we, we get something abated. Uh, so we're pretty we're pretty good at that at that uh, part of our business. I mean, and uh, we've got some really good success stories I'd, there. You know. Yeah, I'd add to that too. kind of kind of going coming in the front door. Uh, when you said that, it you know it's it's rare, uh, well not rare, but I mean it's usually it's a more holistic approach. Meaning sure. somebody comes in, they have a tax problem. Mm-hmm. They don't know penalties, interest, and tax. They just I have a tax problem. I haven't filed in ten years, or I haven't done this, or I got something happened in my life, some situation happened, and I got behind. Sure. You know, so when they come in, they'll they meet with a lawyer. You know, all all our consultations are are free. The first initial consultation, because I mean, frankly, there are some people who come in, and it is a quite simple matter, and I can I can fix that, you know, or t- I can tell them how to fix the problem, and and they can go do what they need to go do, and I've done it. We do it all the time, you know. Look, you don't need a lot. That's what you need. To do. Just go do sure. this; it'll work. Right. And you know, we get letters all the time. Thank you. That worked so well. Yeah, I can't <laughs> do that, but I mean, but you know, but some people do need a lawyer, and those that do, you know, they would go through a consultation and. Most of them, uh, most of our clients don't even, you know, realize what avenues are available to them, what they need, what do they do. I can do a penalty abatement. But the ones that have filed a penalty abatement before, usually they bring in that denial, you know, and I'll say, well, let me see what you presented. And I know exactly, as soon as I read it, I'm like, yeah, I could see, you know, then we have to, you know, refile or beef it beef up, it up. And, and do yeah. some, provide yeah. the necessary proof. Beef usually take the appeal, maybe file the appeal form, take it over and kind of just redo it from from uh, you know the beginning. I so. mean, it's it's second nature to us as as attorneys to to introduce evidence of our allegations. You know, so it's pretty typical for someone to come in and say, "Hey, I was sick for a year. I was taking care of a mother, a father, a wife, a husband." You know, um, and so we would introduce medical records to prove that that person was sick. You know, mm-hmm. it's so, and typically as a people just introduce their their allegations with a letter but we have the allegation plus the the fact the, the evidence to prove it uh, so it's no longer an allegation it's it's a fact you know yeah um, yeah I you know you've made me think about a, an interesting variable that I'm sure is thrown your way guys uh, in your dealings with clients what happens when you're faced with this circumstance where a client comes in the door um, and they're looking for your help to you know with you know, abating a penalty or just getting tax resolution as a whole, but they don't have the documentation or, or, or they haven't even thought about the documentation that would might be needed to go through this process. I'm sure you've been faced with a situation like this. What's that process look like? Cause I would imagine it's a little more difficult to navigate, but how does that go about if somebody doesn't have their documentation, you know, in order, like we always preach on this show. That's a forensic exercise. We're so good <laughs> now. Um, and it, it's really the biggest. I, I see it every single day with with you know the, our clients, and I know Carrie does too. So when someone gets behind for whatever reason, uh, 
this the the obstacle is always or typically that I don't know where to start. And so getting off center is is the biggest um, the biggest step. Once you decide to make a choice to to be proactive and go look for things and get help, uh, we we offer so many avenues to assist. So um, if your records are destroyed in a hurricane or a flood or a fire or your CPA lost them or whatever scenario you could think of, there is a solution. You know, we, we would go look for your bank statements. We would get copies of any receipts. You can go to a vendor if you're a business and say, what did I spend with you last year or the year before, the year before, the year before that? Um, you know, the IRS, when they audit you, they have lots of ways to gather information to prepare returns for you if you don't mm -hmm. file. So we think, well, how, how would the IRS do this? What would be acceptable to the IRS? And we've done this for hundreds of clients who haven't filed returns because they can't find the information uh, or they don't feel like they can get a good enough info. You know, close enough is good enough. Mm -hmm. Typically, if you can, if you're forthright and then you do it in good faith, you can make some really good progress and get something filed. Um, to make a way forward, really. Mm -hmm. uh, and on the income side, too. Yeah. You know, the, oh, yes. What people don't realize, you know, the, the, your income, True. I mean, they don't, it, it, it's it's kind of second nature to us, but as you know, everybody gets a W-2, everybody gets a 1099, depending on what they are. Well, there's there's multiple copies of that document. You get a W-2, but there's also a copy of that W-2 going to the government. Mm -hmm. you know, and they So the government, people don't realize this, but when you file the return, you know, the tax return, the government has all the income side. So the first thing they're doing is matching that income. So if you, that's how they know you didn't report all your income. Usually it's because you have income reported on your, they look at your return, the numbers don't match. They, you know, it's an easy audit for them. So, you know, the first place to start on the income side is let's get your wage and income transcripts from the government. And let's see what you really had, what was reported to them. And that's a good start on the income side. Now expenses, unfortunately, are not reported to the government. And that's what Angie was talking about. Yeah. We've got to go, it's basically, we've been through so many audits now, we know exactly what they're going to do. Exactly. So we just kind of reproduce it and we're getting ready, for just basically just auditing the client pretty much in a way. Go talk to your vendors, go talk to you, get your bank statements. Let's see, you know, uh, get your receipts. Let's let's go back and recreate basically the year, the file year. And then, then you can usually get close enough to get a good return file. Guys, it sounds like you have countless years of experience doing this dance with the IRS to the tune of, of what I saw on the website, which is when all was said and done in terms of accepted offers and compromise, penalties abated, uh, we've got audit reconsiderations, and then the last one was the collection of statute, you know, expiration date money. Over $113 million for your clients that you guys have been able to get back from that 2016 to 2020 window. I can only imagine what those numbers are going to look like after the COVID-19 pandemic and that's impact on on so many people on so many levels. That being said, guys, when you look at that number, I guess more so, to, you know, today we're talking about, you know, the idea of just staying current with your filings and your payments. So basically, uh, this sounds like a lot of the penalty abatement work really that you guys do of that $58.5 million that you guys have helped in the last four plus years. What does that um, you know, is there a particular story that jumps out at you? One that uh, one client of yours or an example of this work that really is memorable because of the impact that you made on somebody's life and the hole that you helped maybe dig them out of. So many. You I know. Wanna, um, you know, and, and, and you know, for me, it's you know, it's uh, I don't know. For me, it's it's not even the largest dollar 
Right. Chase. Like, I, yeah. you, if you ask me, the how, what's, the, fight, what's you know? the largest dollar you you know money yeah. you've saved? I'm, I probably don't even really know, but I remember those cases. You know, it's it's uh, you know where the clients, you know, I've settled cases. They own they owe ten thousand, but you settle them for for fifty dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever, and you really have to do it. You know, the work is the same, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. You know. The work that we do is the same, whether you owe 10,000, 100,000. Usually a lot of times the work, it's the same issues and the same thing. It's just a, you know, the, just less zeros really. Sure. And I mean, you know, I, I guess the, I guess the point is it's, it's just really, um, uh, it doesn't matter about the amount of the money. It's more the, the clients. I mean, I, just the, the appreciation that you get, you know, you affect somebody's life. I mean, it's, 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 it, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, it's all relative, I guess, is what the point I'm trying to make. Well, I mean, you know, there's so many stories. Um, we had one client, uh, particularly this this poor guy. I mean, he his, he had a child that was missing. Um, he was running a business. His and in this is in a maybe a if I recall a three year time span. So his child went missing. His um, business office flooded, um, and then shortly thereafter, his house burned down. Oh my I'm, lord. He was a mess, and so he had personal income tax issues, and he had business issues, and all of that stemmed from the tragedy in his life, you know. So um, we were able to finally get his returns filed because he was typical record situation. I don't have anything to file. I am really at a loss where to start, um, but he was on the road to recovery. We got a, we, we coached him through that. Uh, it really was a forensic exercise, frankly. And then... Um, we, we got him into an installment agreement for some of his business taxes, and we were dealing with a revenue officer, a local local IRS person. Um, and all, through all of it, we got we got his personal in income tax penalties abated, obviously because, I mean, come on, you know, have a little empathy for for, right. for the guy and his family. I mean, they I don't think he ever found his son, so that was really a a, a long term tragedy for him. And then on the business side, we were able to get most of his payroll tax penalties abated, uh, and those are pretty um, pretty hefty. Yeah, it, I mean, that's a dramatic example, but remember the case with the guy we had a I mean, we could talk about cases all. Oh day yeah, long. all day long. But one that <laughs> one that really got me. Um, it gets they got me going, and I was so fired up about. We had a, a veteran one time. He was a war hero. Oh And he yeah. actually was in a wheelchair due to the war, and. Uh, he had made a mistake in his filings a while back and really was just on disability is all we're talking. So we're not talking about very little income. Yeah. Very little, and the guy had, no, you know, he had very little money, very little income and the IRS was levying his disability payments that he was getting from his, yeah, from his, from, and I couldn't believe it. And I, you know, and he, he you know, the guy had no money to, to, so, I mean, of course I took the case. I'm like, I'm you, you served my country. I'm going to take this game. Yeah, we did that you. one pro bono. And it yeah. took, it took a, a long time and you know this poor guy he we it, it was a i mean it was a really long time the irs you know the fact that this guy was a war veteran a hero to the served our country lost his limbs in in the uh, meant absolutely nothing to the irs mm -hmm. which just infuriated me to no end but anyway i um, still have his letter yeah, yeah i still have his letter for my wall yeah. uh, you know because it just meant so much to me personally to to get that done yeah, that's really interesting, guys, and and it makes me bring up the you know the point of of taking a step aside from really our topic of conversation today and staying current, you know, with your payments and filings. I'm, I want to kind of ask a more personal question to you guys. In that, is that 
really the most rewarding part of your job? You know, sure, I'm sure you look at those numbers, you know, on the website and it makes you feel good. But at the end of the day, knowing that you have a real impact on somebody's human life uh, and, and taking a massive burden off of their shoulders. I mean, what how does that feel internally for you guys, um, you know, as you go through this on a regular basis? Wonderful. I mean, it's also humbling oftentimes. And, and I mean, every single day we speak with people who are, I think they feel hopeless most of the time. And so I always try to end every conversation with our clients with giving them the next step and that it's doable, you know? Um, but it is, it's the most rewarding part of what we do. I mean, it, what we do is not easy. Uh, I will, I mean, I will admit that it's, it's, it's a fight every day. Uh, so you've got to be ready, um, to get up every morning and, and basically go to you know, mental warfare with, with the IRS, but it's worth it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, and it's, it, I'm grateful to be able to have the opportunity to practice law in a field where I do get to, to touch in people, to touch people's lives that way. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. I was going to say, any, anything to add to that, Carrie? Uh, I mean, it's all, it would be all the same, uh, same, but yes, it's, it's absolutely wonderful, you know, um, and we do, we are, you know, we are human as a business, you know, and we, we do get caught up sometimes in running a business and, and we always get humbled or are reminded, you know, it, it seems I'll get you know, running, 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 and next thing I'll get a note or I'll get an email or I'll get something from somebody just tell, you know, and you, it, it's it's always good to go back and remember, you know, this is really why we do what we do. Right. It's easy to get lost in the shuffle sometimes, regardless of what field of work you're in. And it's unfortunate because we do, you know, and I'm sure some clients, uh, you know, that we've had, you know, didn't necessarily feel that, you know, but man, it, it really, we do, Angie and I do take it, uh, you know, we take it personally. It's our business. It's like another child to us, really. I mean, we've been doing this for so long and it's a part of our life. I mean, I, I don't really know now what we would do without it, but uh, but it's it's part of us, really. This is this is what we do, and and it's good. Uh, you know, it's good. like this conversation today with you is really good because it's reminding me. I got to, I haven't thought about <laughs> yeah. my my friend, you know, my war veteran friend in a long time, and it's good to make me uh, maybe think about that again. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I can only imagine, you know, obviously on future episodes, we're probably going to be tapping into other cases, you know, doing the case talk thing and, and recounting some of those awesome memories for you guys. But uh, look, to kind of bring our, our show to, to a head here, the topic of the show was just making sure that you're staying current on your filings and your payments. Any any last words to bottom line it for anybody that's watching or listening today, uh, you know, really uh, and why it's so advantageous to stay current? I think that the biggest takeaway should be do something. Don't let your fear of not having the perfect solution uh, stop you from from getting the monkey off your back. You don't you don't have to live uh, with looking behind your shoulder. There's, there is a solution and a way forward. That that's the biggest takeaway. I would hope that anybody who listens today would would um, would grab. Yeah. Yeah, and and I would just what I said initially. You know. We could fix, they could fix, anyone can fix an old problem. Yeah. We can't fix an ongoing problem. So you've got to stop the bleeding. You've got to stop it. So if anybody out there, today's your day. Let's let's fix it. Start filing. Let's start paying. Just pay this current year. Don't worry about all what you owe, even if it's millions. Don't, don't worry about that. We could fix an old problem. 
Just stop it today. And that's really the first step. Stop it. Let's, let's start fresh from now on. You file, you pay what you owe this year and going on, and then we could we could fix the old problem. All righty. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for your time taking it today with me to walk through this topic. And, uh, hey, look, I'm, I'm already excited for the next one and, and what we're going to dive into in that. Thanks. Thank we're looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Look, and we want to thank you, our audience, for joining us for another great episode today. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, feel free to comment, subscribe to this show, share this information with friends and family, whether it be the show itself or through social media. You know, obviously, we'd love to get your feedback on the show. Any topics that you would like us to hit in future episodes, feel free to reach out. You know, we'd love to love to have you, our audience, be a part of the show as well. So for Carrie and Angie Bryson, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long, and we thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Talkin' Tax.